Hello and welcome to the seventh and final installment of the Around the Hornet podcast, revived by the current staff of the Hornet newspaper, Fortin College's independent news outlet. My name is Jake Rhodes. I am the sports desk editor at the Hornet. I will be your host. In this episode, you'll hear from Quinn Cisneros. Hi, Quinn. Yo, yo. Pedro Saravia. What's up, Pedro? Hey, what's up? And the editor-in-chief of the Hornet in his final week before graduation and transfer, Gerardo Chigoya. What's up, boss man? Hey, thank you. How's it going? And last but not least, let's show some love to our producer on the ones and twos, Sarah Leone, the managing editor of the Hornet. Hey there, Sarah. Hi, guys. Yeah, she's amazing. And Jessica Langlois, our advisor and professor here at Fullerton College. And this episode, we will be discussing four topics. The Lakers have advanced to the Western Conference Finals. We'll get into the matchup preview as well as preview the Eastern Conference Finals. In the soccer realm, we will get into Manchester City's continued dominance and Arsenal's major slip-up in the Premier League as well as FC Barcelona's big La Liga trophy win. In the MLB, we will touch on our favorite teams and evaluate them thus far as they hit the quarter of the season mark. And for our debate topic, we will again get into a serious discussion on what the hell is John Moran doing. So much to get to, so little time. That's what makes Around the Hornet so special. The Lakers have done it, starting on the hardwood. They took down the defending champs, beating the Warriors by 20 in Game 6 to advance to the Western Conference Finals. A team that started 2-10, and 10, a team that was in 13th place at the All-Star break, a team that was in 11th place fighting just to make the play-in tournament with just 11 games to go. They would go on to win nine of those last 11 to climb into the seventh seed and host the play-in game against T-Wolves. They haven't looked back since, winning that game in every postseason home game since. That didn't change Friday night as the Lakers dominated the Warriors from wire to wire. Game six clay didn't exist as Thompson shot three for 19 from the field. Steph Curry dropped 32 on a horrendous 28 shots. Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins had about as many points as they did fouls. The refs even tried to help the Warriors out by tossing the Steph stopper, Dennis Schroeder, for having a basketball put in his face by Green. Want to hear the plus minuses for the big three? The future Hall of Famers, the four-time champs. Curry was minus 21. Green was minus 26. And Thompson was minus 33. Quinn, what stood out to you most from the Lakers' Game 6 win? Uh, what stood out to me most was honestly the aggressiveness um, that they displayed uh, you know, right out the gate. Um, it was reported that Andrew Wiggins, you know, fractured, he fractured a rib and I love that LeBron came out and immediately scored the first four points, you know, showing that aggressiveness. He shot 10 to 14, you know, 30 points, you know, an amazing game from Braun. Uh, the three point shooting was, you know, above average. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Timely shots. I think Austin Reeves played amazing. He had a great last two games and man, did he need that for his confidence going into this Denver series because he was struggling. AD, you know, he only had nine shots, but when we win by, how much did we win by? By 21, and AD only shot nine times. That's impressive. That's impressive, and, you know, that that makes us look scary, you know, especially against the defending champs. You know, I think rebounding was a little bit of an issue early yeah, on. offensive glass. Yeah, yeah, it was rough to watch, but <clears throat> luckily the Warriors, you know, I don't know, they just lost their shooting ability that game, and it was just, it was very, very rough um, watching all the bricks they were putting up. And Gerardo, uh, which player impressed you the most from the Lakers in the series? LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. All the facts that Quinn just stated, I mean, the fact that AD scored nine points and they won by 21 No, he, he only shot it. He oh. scored 17, but he only shot it nine times. But that's still impressive within itself because then that proves that they don't need AD to win, you know, against the defending champ. They don't need him offensively. Offensively. Defensively, he, he was, was a, a beast. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that's what they're saying. Like, I, I know what you're saying. You're saying, like, they don't need him to, like, be the second fiddle to score. Like, yeah. as long as he can play defense and yeah. help. There. Plus, he had 20 rebounds. Yeah, he had 20. Ah, yeah. Lord, you should have you led with that. <laughs> no, but the fact that LeBron is still 
still doing it at my age and he's like comp competing with all these young heads mm -hmm. as an old head of myself I, <laughs> i'm very impressed with the level of play that he's he he set the bar of what the next star in the nba should play right and at his age i don't see why anybody that's 20 years younger than we are should not play that way and uh just to i, I don't think it was lebron I think it's either goes to AD or Lonnie for that player that stood out oh, most yeah. okay. during the that? series. Well, I think Lonnie because, I mean, you know, just being able to come off the bench, you know, not having, you know, the opportunity at all to even play near the end of the season and even mm -hmm. in the Memphis series. He sat on the bench the whole time. Where it's a, Lonnie Walker was playing garbage time minutes in that Memphis series every single game. And, you know, he comes in game four just to spark. And I had been saying this, I think – I told a couple of my friends, you might even said it on here, like, why don't we try to get Lonnie some run, you know, see what he does. Because he was, he was a starter for the Lakers in the beginning of the year. So I think Lonnie really, he saved us in that game four. And then in this game six closer, he right back at it. He was amazing. What did LeBron give to the Lakers during the series? Leadership, his passing ability. I think that um, he played he, he played a lot better on the defensive end than he's mm -hmm. played in a while. Mm -hmm. You're going with like the true who carried us to the final was, was LeBron. His leadership is what I was looking for. But he's looking at like like the shocker, like who shocked us the most mm -hmm. was like Lonnie Walker coming out yeah. and showing up. But if Lonnie anything, Walker. I think the most important player was AD. Yeah, that was defense, absolutely. Because the Lakers run on how he goes. Right. Yeah. And Pedro, um, how shocked were you at the result? I always keep thinking that the Lakers are going to mess up the series and they always they keep closing up. my mouth. Yeah, they pull it up. I mean, we're seeing a Lakers uh, team that has been pretty different than uh, what we saw at the beginning of the season, what we saw the regular season, and they've just been impressive, you know. Uh, they took down the defending champions. That's um, amazing, you know. Mm -hmm. They're giving a big step, you know. They're recovering from the pretty bad beginning of the season that they had. And, right. I mean... Well, they started at two and ten, right? And yeah, I, I, that's what I remember. That's horrible. You know, that's what I remember the Lakers being this season two and ten Lakers, but then they're the they just changed. locked yeah, up. Yeah, the, the know, team changed drastically. Westbrook was, Westbrook, you know, yeah. You keep right. you keep yeah, mentioning Westbrook yeah. like uh, LeBron's buddy, they're, right? Kind of kind of crazy that we're in the Western Conference Finals and he's not. He's sitting at home, yeah. and that him and Pat Bev want rings if we win one. That's well, gonna gonna have the only wings, rings they're gonna which get I find ridiculous because I thought yeah. why would he want why would he want the ring I thought mentally he didn't want to he didn't yeah he didn't want to be that? on the Lakers yeah on the record yeah he said mentally I felt I felt better as soon as I got to the Clippers what well Beverly yeah even Beverly both was saying that Beverly said he wanted to end the Lakers season yeah. so why do you want a ring now bro yeah that's a whole other thing but I did want to ask you one more question about the series before we move on Quinn um, for the Warriors is this dynasty dead. I think it depends what they do with Poole and and what they when they what they do with Draymond. You know, it's a business. You know, I think Draymond said on his podcast today that he wants to say, but that he understands the business aspect of it. Um, you know, they might not want to bring him back. They might not want to pay him the money that he wants. And some team will pay Draymond money. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe even suits up for the Lakers. He could finally join his buddy LeBron because <laughs> you know. Um, he, he thinks like all the old thirty-year-olds are like buddies and stuff. Yeah. They are buddies. Yeah, he, yeah. He comments, I wouldn't be saying that for no reason. I don't. I personally do not it, like Draymond. It just sounds like an opinion. That's why I'm sorry. It's not um, an opinion. No, it's they, true. He okay. always he he tried to skip a game to watch LeBron's like record break the record. Oh, like, come on, you're telling me that's kind of weird. 
<laughs> they they like go to they he Bron yeah. invites them to part his parties all the time. They're friends. Like I'm not I'm not just saying that to say that. Um, it's a conflict of interest, then, if you ask me. For what? Just in general. I mean, bringing your own buddies into the to the foray, you know. Well, he did it with Carmelo, and he's done it. He did it with D Wade in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Really? Wasn't yeah. that whole controversy back but, like when well, they put the big three under so they can get like one champ a championship? Wait, so why does he have this power to like put people in like this? Because he's Again, LeBron this James. Is the, the GM, the conversation we had in the last episode. Yeah. It's just, yeah. he tends to just kind of get people where he wants them somehow. But Isn't Kobe like that too, though? Like Kobe was. No. Kobe, Kobe difficult, never. Difficult. He, he, tried, I mean, he, he tried, but then yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't get. Mitch he couldn't get. do what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> well, he recruited Ron Artest. I know yeah, that. Right. Metal he, World Peace. He didn't Metal get Pau Gasol. Yeah. Um, Anyways, back to what I'm saying. The the Warriors dynasty most likely over. I I do think I they agree. trade the pool. The Warriors dynasty is over. I do think I they I do think they trade pool because what are you gonna do? He just proved this season that he's not ready to take over that role of, you know, Next when step. Curry and Thompson yeah. are on the bench, he can't carry the offensive load. He just can't. And you know, in the playoffs, even last postseason, I saw a stat where he averaged 21 points against Denver last year in the first round. And every round after that, his points went down. But he still got that massive contract. And they were also saying, sources were saying that the Warriors only gave him that contract because of the Draymond incident, where Draymond almost knocked him out. Mm -hmm. So they felt some pity for him. But I think at the end of the day, they will trade pool. And I don't think they bring back Draymond. Well, realistically, because I think Draymond wants too much money. Well, I can ask you uh, for your opinion on this. Where does this dynasty fall under? Because they won four championships, right? For yeah. do you put them up there with Rodman and Pippen oh, and goodness. Jordan? Do you put them up there with Kobe and Paul Gasol? And well, Jack? here's my take on it. I think bringing Kevin Durant in when they won those two championships, I think it's very. I think those are very discredited. Like they then should they be. Yes, they they should be. Right. They should be very. Yeah. It doesn't negate it. it just dilute. Like I said, dilutes it. It makes it not as impressive because you had four future Hall of Famers and All Stars on a starting lineup. No. And this was like pre-injury like Clay Thompson. Like pre. This was Curry. Like well, prime Curry. Three, three stars. Two stars and a like, co-star. Yeah, well, who Chris, did? Chris, the Heat. Yeah, Chris Bosh was a star. He was an all star. He was a. D. D. Wayne was kind of already on the way out. Exiting. He was kind of already on the way out. Yeah, he had like maybe three more this years. Is prime Steph, greatest shooter of all time. Prime KD, probably top five player of all time. Prime Clay, also probably great, one of the greatest shooters of all time. And Prime Draymond, one of the best undersized defensive players. All really? in the same starting lineup. Draymond, together. how many? Depoys did defense player of the years. Two, two. Or three at least. that was but, when he was winning them. But I'll say something. You guys want to discredit them for that for those no, no, two no. championships? I do. I'm not discrediting. Them. I'm, I, I, am. I am. Well, I am. <laughs> here's my thing. Okay. You bring four uh, future um, old timers, old stars. How do you yeah. call them? Yeah. 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 It's not what the players are. Is the, the I think the most important thing is they work together. You know, they fall into a project with um that knows how to manage them you know the coach the other players they they have to work together so i think they get credit for that you know they, they well i i get what you're saying but i think you're taking it more as like a well because you're more familiar with soccer but i think i think soccer and like basketball obviously are way two different sports and when you have four stars i think i even said this i was like man i, I probably could have coached that team to an nba finals appearance they were that talented and yeah also to put a perspective of the dynasty of the four, they're all together for only two of them. And after two years, Draymond and Kevin Durant couldn't coexist anymore. Yep. That's why Kevin Durant left. So wh where does this put the Splash and KD Brothers? KD got hurt in their third straight finals appearance. And guess what? 
they lost. To answer your question, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get all the way back to that. Um, I think it's a great dynasty, but it's not anywhere in the top. I would I would put the Bulls dynasty above it. I put Lakers '80s dynasty and Lakers Shaq Kobe dynasty ahead mm-hmm. of it. I would probably even put the Spurs, the Spurs ahead of it. Oh, I forgot about them too. Yeah, oh yeah, Tim Duncan. And the, and the Celtics. I would put the Celtics in the 80s dyna- as well yeah. ahead of that. So it's not. It's below them. It's top. And there's not that many more dynasties outside of that. Yeah. I don't when ca- we mentioned dynasties, we mentioned just championship teams. Yes. Okay. They won the championship. Yeah. I think I think um, Curry and Thompson, they, when they won it last year, I think that was probably that their most impressive. solidify them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Top ten at least. Oh, there's, I don't know. The, I don't know if there's even ten dynasties in the history of NBA. It might be like eight, eight or nine. Yeah. So, but they're in the back end of that. Yeah, and I, yeah, just you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and discredit those two championships. You can't take it away from them, obviously. You know, it's etched in history. That's a good but, point. But point. yeah, like they've, in my eyes, they only won two championships: 2015 and 2020. Two, two, yeah. So let's get out. Let's move on. Other side of the bracket. Um, in the East Conference Finals, we have the Boston Celtics facing off with another Cinderella team, the Miami Heat, a team Jimmy Butler has literally dragged through the playoffs. Always my main question, Quinn. What's the most important matchup in this series? How does how does Boston take out Jimmy? You know, I think it's Boston versus Jimmy. That's literally all you can say. Or well, if you want to simplify it more, Brown and Tatum versus Butler. Yeah. You know. Um, what I didn't realize is that Lowry is coming off the bench now. I thought he was starting still. He's not even starting anymore. They're, they have Gabe Vincent. I think Miami's, they're, they're hot, of course, but their defense is awesome. Um, they're playing, like, gritty basketball, like, 90-style defense, you know, low-scoring games. I think that's why, you know, when we, when we talk about, oh, there's no more defense played in the NBA anymore. But then when there are defenses that play defense and the games are low-scoring, the game's boring, mm-hmm. you know? I think we were all saying, you know, the the Knicks and the Heat series was, you know, pretty boring, yeah. you know, but that's because both teams are great defensive teams. And but, you know, it, anyways, back to what I was saying, I think the most important matchup is going to be Brown and Tatum, how those two do versus Jimmy and Tim how Butler. the Celtics defense is able to take him out because they take out Butler. It, this game, this series is in probably over in four or five, I'd say. Agreed. Agreed. All to all of that, I think it's about Jimmy Butler. Can he keep carrying? That's what he's going to have to do. And then we'll go. Now we'll backtrack to the Western Conference Finals and preview that. Um, Lakers and Nuggets starts Tuesday night in Denver. What is the most important matchup of that series? This one's pretty simple. Jokic versus AD. They both can't slow each other down. Statistics have shown it. The the two teams split the four game series this year. Nuggets won at both games at home. Lakers won both games at home. And then. Actually, both teams are undefeated at home this postseason. So it's really going to be like, you know, who wins that first game, you know, because I think that'll really decide the series. If the Lakers can get Jokic and pick and rolls like LeBron and AD, it's and they could get Jokic to switch on to LeBron. Man, it's going to be barbecue chicken, (laughs) barbecue chicken for the Lakers all day for LeBron. And this is the series where LeBron should take over, Mm -hmm. where he should really assert himself offensively so just his I think his defense his, his defensive efforts gonna be there but this is where he's gonna have to you know he's gonna be have to be scoring 30 AD is gonna have to assert himself as well um, and I think he will he always I think AD versus Jokic that's just like man that's too easy mm-hmm. but then on the other side Jokic it's really easy to score on AD because you get AD on the perimeter 
Oof. Yeah, Jokic is going to have a filled day too. You know, you, you can't take any anything away from Jokic. He's amazing. I think my I'm going to take a different route cuz that's the clear obvious number 1. But my my X factors are who's guarding Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray is special in the in postseason play. I think it's what I've seen from him in the bubble and now. And if Jokic is going to get his, it's going to happen. He's going to get his. Can we limit Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, I guess? How do we stop Jamal Murray from also getting 40 with Jokic? That's yeah. what I'm worried about. I think we don't have the luxury of throwing as many guys as we did when we played them in the bubble, which right. kind of stinks. You know, we have Schroeder, smaller guard, and D'Lo. Not a great defender. Reeves, you know, I think yeah, maybe he, he, he could hang in there. And I think I think Reeves, but then we also have Vanderbilt. Right. But Where's then he, also he probably goes Michael Denver Porter. showed that they're not afraid to let guys who aren't three aren't three point shooters alone in the corner. And that's probably what they'll do with Vanderbilt, depending mm-hmm. if we start him. Yeah. Um, they'll be fine with leaving him open. Um but you know, we'll see. Um I think I think it's just how Jokic and A D plays for both sides. Okay, prediction time. You guys know what it is? Quinn, you go first. Let's go around the table, Lakers Nuggets. Who you got and how many games? What I want to happen, Lakers in six. If I had to be quite honest, you know, I'm leaning more towards Nuggets, but I do think the Lakers are also, like, I do, true. Like, it's just, it's so hard to tell. But my prediction, I'll probably go Nuggets in seven. Or, but I want, but I want to happen, the Lakers in six. Uh, Pedro, who do you got? Well, I've gotten the two last predictions on the Lakers wrong. You know, so uh, they really, like I said, they closed my mouth. I would say the Lakers are going to make it on six games. I think they have proved me that they can beat any team, you know. I do want to go on the record before I go to Gerardo <laughs> that Quinn and I are 2-0 and when predicting the Lakers on the show. Although I am the only one that's predicted the series and the games correctly in both. So, anyways, just want to throw that out there to the fans. Gerardo, who do you got? Lakers in four, baby. Oh, my. This guy is the hot take machine. <laughs> the hot take machine. Well, he'll, he'll flip-flop next go time we talk. Go big or go home. Flip-flop, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. I'm going Lakers in six. I, I, I firmly believe that AD will neutralize Jokic enough to get it done. And then we'll switch to the Eastern Conference. Quinn, who do you got between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat? Well, you know, that one's a tough one, too, because honestly, the Heat have been doubted all postseason. I've doubted them. I didn't even think they were going to make it out of the first round. I would have to say I'll go Celtics and six. Pedro, who do you got? Same, Celtics and six. And it would be beautiful to see Lakers uh, Celtics yes. final. I mean, iconic. Would definitely me, love that. that yeah, Historically, yeah. final, you know, uh, we would love to see that. So I think that's going to happen. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Gerardo, who do you got? Celtics or Heat? I'm I'm gonna agree with uh, Pedro. Um, I would love to see the I would love to see the Celtics, Lakers. They're both at 17 championships. This this one will put them at 18. Whoever wins, and um, you know me, the flip flop conspiracy theorist. I sent you guys on the group chat mm-hmm. today about how it's already determined facts that it's already determined that the Lakers and the Celtics are going to play mm. for viewership, market share. It's funny how the Warriors fans are the ones putting that out there right now. But <laughs> Who's a Warriors fan? The lady that posted it. I didn't even re- I didn't realize yeah, that. I think yeah. Quinn mentioned it, but yeah. she may have half right. Okay, Joe, Joe Rogan. It's not, not always conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go against the green again. I firmly believe that I don't trust Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to get through the series because I think the Heat are going to make them so frustrated physically. And I think Jimmy just got that dog in him. Jimmy's special. So I'm going to go Heat and sick. That's kind of bold, but I think we'll be okay going there. I didn't mention how many uh, games uh, it's going to take. Oh, yeah. 
They're going to sweep, baby. No, you just believe in sweeps. Okay. And, and the finals. Lakers are sweeping the Celtics. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did he say he said the Celtics are going to sweep the Heat? Yeah. My gosh, bro. you just you just be saying anything. You one of those people in the yeah. media that just this be saying this guy's like, this, this guy is Gerardo Bayless right here, bro. Gerardo's yeah. Bayless. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm trying to predict a good finals. I'm trying to make the podcast a little funner. <laughs> I, have, I haven't had time to watch any sports this whole season, but well, hopefully you have time sports. to watch the finals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's usually <laughs> around June, right? Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be done over here. So. My schedule will be open for a while. <laughs> so we'll move on um, out of basketball into the realm of soccer and our resident uh, Pedro here. On staff. Over the weekend, Manchester City put on a clinic against Everton, winning 3-0 on the road. Holland was back in form again, putting in at the final goal of the match. Kind of business as usual. Everton's not very good. Um, <laughs> where the real story lies is Arsenal's absolute choke job, losing to Brighton at home 3-0. Pedro, what the hell happened at Arsenal? Well, I mean, they blew up an eight-point lead they had over Manchester City. We see an Arsenal team that is totally different from the beginning of the season where they literally had an unbeaten record. Um, the only team that beat him on the first half of the season was Manchester United. They were playing really good, but I mean, I don't know what happened to Arsenal. I think they just uh, got very confident. They thought they were going to win the Premier League. And when you have Manchester City following you with Haaland on their squad, <laughs> you cannot you cannot chill like that, you know? Do they have any injuries? No, they don't have any injuries. But the problem that Arsenal had is that Arsenal does not have like a good bench you know they always put the same guys uh saka Odegaard. so it's probably just fati- some fatigue is setting in yeah yeah they just tired already and they don't play lack of confidence yeah you know uh arsenal well they were last season a team that was competing to be at least on the top four mm-hmm. right now this season they were they they, ha- they were granted the opportunity co- to compete for the title but you know they just blow it out you know but i'll say it wasn't a bad season for arsenal because they got sick in place. They challenged for the title after a long time being mm-hmm. kind of trash in the Premier League. Yeah, but what does so what does this mean for the race to win the Premier League? I mean, you're saying it's over. It's over. I mean, the only way that Arsenal can win the Premier League is literally Manchester City losing the three games they have left, and that's not gonna happen. Especially, I like those odds. especially <laughs> if you think about their they're they're playing a Chelsea team which is in 12th, 11th position right now. Oh wow! You know they're not. Wow, oh, they've dropped from grace. They just won Champions League two years ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, just bad management, mm. you know. They switch uh they switch uh owner and what happened when And then uh we'll move out of the Premier League and my Manchester City winning maybe two trophies in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm not sure about this the other one, but I mean And then we'll move into that league in La Liga where Pedro's favorite team, FC Barcelona. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting, horrible. Won the, they won the trophy for the first time without Messi since nineteen ninety nine. Pedro, what does that mean for Barcelona moving forward? Well, Barcelona have been pretty, pretty bad, uh, even with Messi on the team after 2015. They won a few La Liga titles, but they relied a lot on the midfield when they had Xavi, when they had Iniesta, uh, Busquets, with, who's leaving the team after the season. Uh, after Xavi left, the team just went, uh, started going down, you know? And after Messi left, they couldn't even um, pass through the group stage of the Champions League, you know. In La Liga, I mean, they were pretty bad in La Liga last season, you know. They went 15 points behind Real Madrid last season. So, right now, they won La Liga, you know. I feel like this they, they won La Liga specifically because this Real Madrid team was not focused on La Liga, you know. Mm-hmm. They want to get their second Champions League. They're more focused on that. They were focused on the Copa del Rey, you know. But I think that Barcelona won La Liga specifically because they were only concentrated on that competition, you know. Mm-hmm. 
They got whipped away from European competition. They got whipped away by Real Madrid for all on the Copa del Rey final. So they just were focused on La Liga. And then they took advantage of it and they won it, you know. Yeah, I mean, really good. Uh, I want to point out Robert Lewandowski, uh, the score going machine from Barcelona. First season on the team, you know, they were telling, they were, they were saying that he was not that good because he played on the on the German league with Bayern Munich. That's the only reason why he was scoring a bunch of goals and scored 21 goals in La Liga this season. Oh, wow. And then nine other goals in other competitions. 29 goals is really good stats for, for R9. Mm. I mean, pretty outstanding, you know. I have to be objective on that, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I'm going to ask you to, after you just said that, I have to say to not be objective on this one because I just want your opinion, truthfully. Um, as a Real Madrid fan, do these hurt like losses or is your focus so deep in the Champions League that this trophy going to Barca doesn't really matter to you? Real Madrid has 35 La Liga titles. This is the 21st for Barcelona, you know, so they're still way behind them. Mm. And when it comes to history, Champions League is the most important competition probably in, in, in all soccer in the world, but just behind the World Cup, you know. Real Madrid is going for their 15th Champions mm. League already. They're battling against the best teams in Europe. They're gonna they're gonna take down Manchester City. <laughs> they have their hierarchy on that competition. And I mean, they can have La Liga, you know? Mm. They can have La Liga. We had it last year. We're probably gonna get it next year. We're gonna sign Bellingham. And Bappe is probably eventually gonna come in. Even we might sneak in Haaland someday, you know? Oh, oh, so okay, we have a pretty <laughs> great we have a pretty great future. We have one of the best players in the world, Vini Jr. right now. We have the Ballon d'Or with those. Uh, Karim Benzema, and we're going to win the Champions League, and we're just going to go ahead and show it all over the world. Again, confident confident soccer expert right there. I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I love hearing Pedro speak about soccer because he has so much knowledge. And, and passion. And passion. Mm -hmm. That's what I always that's what I always watch. Yeah. Soccer. <laughs> soccer. I noticed soccer. that, too. Like, all his Instagram posts are about, like, things I don't understand. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I always post about soccer. I understand Las Chivas de Guadalajara. That's it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to see. We'll see what happens in Champions League. Unfortunately, we won't get to talk to you guys about how that happens, but I'm sure Pedro and I will be talking about that plenty as it comes along. 2-1, Real Madrid wins. Oh, no, Vinny no, no, Jr. No. and Benzema score. Nope. Just one for Haaland. <laughs> <And then laughs> thanks for giving him one. <laughs> um, let's move out of soccer um, into professional baseball. On our panel, you have three baseball teams being supported. Pedro here is an Angels fan. Quinn is a... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Quinn is a Braves fan with Gerardo and I as Dodger fans. Uh, we are going to each discuss how our teams have fared thus far as we approach the quarter of the season mark. So some fun facts for you guys. The Angels are 21 and 20 at the time of this recording, one game over 500 and sitting in third place in the AL West. Rightfully so. They just get a lot of heat. The, uh, the Atlanta Braves are 25 and 15. In the NL East, first place, developing a large cushion in that spot as the other teams in the division continue to underperform as they are all at or under 500 currently. And then lastly, the Dodgers are 26 and 15, first place in the NL West, one of the hottest teams in baseball, winning five straight and eight of their last 10. Uh, Pedro, go first. Your team is the least successful of the three, but they still have a winning record. Um, what do you think of your team so far? I'm pretty disappointed. We have the literally closing pitcher of the baseball classic who gave the win to Japan. Uh, Shahin Otani. I mean, I'm pretty disappointed. You know, we want to see the team win. We want to see the Angels lift a second uh, a World Series since the one they lifted on 2002. So one year before I was born. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just very, very disappointed. You know, I have to point that out. But I hope they're going to lift it up. You know, they're going to do the same thing that the Lakers did. You know, they just uh, <laughs> going to switch the season and they're going to go all, uh, go all over and, and try to get the World Series. I'm really confident about it. And oh, we'll see what happens, man. Do you think if you guys are still struggling, how? Or let me let me rephrase it this way: If you guys are say 
15 games below 500. It's like it's July. How do you feel if they trade away Otani? Devastated. You know, the team is going to turn like like San Diego Padres, you know, like, <laughs> like the team with, with nothing, you know. Yeah. He's literally, for me, the machine of the game, of the, of the team, you know. He's the only reason why they are where they are right now. But it's baseball. I think it's a sport that uh, a team can easily turn it around, you know. Right. I so think Pedro thinks the, that the Angels are the uh, the face of the American League for some reason. No, well, I he don't. thinks they have the two best players. They should be. Well, they, well, he, that's they do. They that. do, but they don't have, like, they have okay pieces. Like, it's just not coming together. Their bullpen stinks, man. Like, it stinks. stinks. They're starting pitch. Stinks. They're starting pitch. They're starting pitching isn't bad. No. Like, that's not the concern right now. Their hitting isn't the concern. It's their bullpen. Kind of see what Pedro's saying, though, because as someone who doesn't really play baseball, like, for me, I don't know. All I see is like the Angels and the Dodgers. Like that's all that I've really known. I, I feel like, but that's because you mm-hmm. live in Southern California. Maybe, maybe. Like if you lived but in you New York, you'd probably know. Like, but the of Mets. all the players and all players, all the baseball that you know, you know Otani. Yeah, yeah I, I know that face. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> like right, he's the he's the biggest name, and he can't he can't win with the Angels. Two players can't win at all. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they need more than one. The more yeah. than just two. And they're not. Otani, the Angels will not make the playoffs. You know, they it won't even – they'll be eliminated by August, Isn't late August. Isn't that too soon to tell, though? Come on, Te- man. Technically, like, yes, let's be, let's be, let's be serious, gone. man. I mean, we That's said the same thing about the Lakers, 2-10. to 10, uh, two, two ten, yeah, uh, But you just – like I just said, two players do not win in baseball. It's, it's not going to happen. I'm going to say it right now. Baseball, we'll recover that. this next semester, and I'll be right. It, it's not going to happen. The Angels – Unless they don't figure out their bullpen situation, they're not going to win anything. It's just I'm too gonna much. I'm going to remember this when I, I see think the they're Angels gonna, in October. They're not going to turn around. I think they're going to figure it out, you know? I, like I said, I baseball baseball is a team that you can – They have not. Ever since Trout's been there – It's been 10 years. It's been 10 it years. They're not going to figure it out. They, they, they Unless they get rid of Artie Moreno – the they're, owner. You want him to get rid of the owner? They should. And he's they been should. talking about selling. So. Yeah. He's, he's part of the reason why yeah, that team is that. the way it is. He doesn't let some of the moves happen behind closed doors. He gets too involved, and he is not a baseball mind. He gets behind involved in baseball doors. decisions. He's just a guy who has – he's just one he of those – Yeah, he just has money. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Okay, Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's true. I mean, what have the Angels done? And you know he bought the team in 2003, so he wasn't even the owner of the team when they won. won the championship. So don't don't try to don't try to say <laughs> Joe Rogan like anything Joe Rogan. <laughs> behind the scenes. Nothing. <laughs> that's that's your role, Gerardo. I used I I'll say it, I used to be an Angel fan. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. I I know. Yes. I check in on them sometimes. <laughs> so I I I know I know I know all this. I know I know them freaking like the back of my hand, man. It doesn't matter if I'm not a fan of them anymore. I still know who they are. Because I was a fan of them for so long before. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them, but I'm not a hater of the Angels. I feel I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm one of the biggest haters you'll ever find. Oh man! I just I to be nice because I like Pedro. Yeah, but, but. Yeah, we <laughs> it's, it's my friend's fault. That's not your fault. My friends talk so much crap. That's why. They're all Angel fans. <laughs> the, the Angel fans don't don't deserve to say just because they have Otani does not mean anything. Trust me. Yeah. Win some games. Get a better bullpen. <laughs> you know. You heard it here first. Yeah. And then we'll move on to um, Quinn's team. Quinn, your Braves have stumbled a little bit in the last couple of games, but still, they're playing really good baseball as a whole this season. Um, how are you feeling the way they've looked so far? So-so. I mean, I'm obviously, like, it's nice to be 10 games up, you know, but we've struggled against good teams this year. I'm not – I'm very vocal on Twitter about it, you yeah, know. Yes, yeah. I see. Um, 
Marcelo Zuna is not your favorite player. He's actually doing pretty yeah, good. He's, 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 doing, he's doing pretty. <laughs> he's doing pretty good right now. I'm not gonna lie, but we're losing, yeah. so it kind of cancels each other out. When he sucks, we're winning. When he when he doesn't suck, we're losing. So we just got swept by Toronto. It was I just I didn't even see that. Yeah, wow. went into Toronto, got swept. You know, four game losing streak right now. Still have a five game cushion, but you know that can diminish at any point in a weekend. Yeah, we just we got to get back on track. The AJ Minter has been pretty horrible this year. It's your closer. Uh, he was Rosel oh. Iglesias is back, who actually blew the lead yesterday because mm. Toronto walked it off on us yesterday. Um, he blew his first lead. Uh, he did that a few times with the Angels, hence why he got traded to Atlanta. <laughs> um, so I, we just can't figure out who our closer is right now. I hope Iglesias, you know, that's not that doesn't become a common theme because um, then we're screwed. We don't have a closer. Do you miss Kenley Jensen at all? He's been doing great. I know he blew a save in, in against St. Louis this weekend. He's blown a couple, actually, in his past few appearances. Gerardo and I know plenty about Kenley Jensen blowing saves. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> he, oh, heck he was yeah. solid. But he's also got – he just got his 400th save the other night. I and, and I In my yeah. opinion, Kenley Jensen should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, oh, when yeah it, he's when, one of the best closers. Yeah, when it comes to the end of the day. Just his, yeah. But, but th- that's the thing. Like, games, he gets a lot of hate, yeah, but he's games. great. He's he was he's he, he just is a messed great up closer. on the big stages. That's yeah. the only reason that he gets that hate. He's but had overall. He's, he's had a, he's had a couple of low moments, but who hasn't? You know? Yeah, right. At the end of the day, a lot of the hatred comes from being so passionate for your team. And yeah, I I love the Dodgers. I've never. But loved at the end of the day, the Dodgers like the still could have kept them. And yeah. what they do, no. they listen to the fans. Yeah, I think. The and fans you guys, you guys booted him out of town. It wasn't management. I mean, he's was, still it doing was two seasons, two postseasons in a row that he blew it. Yeah, the, well, it was to the point where he it was either him or Dave Roberts. But we got we probably should have gotten rid if of. If you look Dollar, back, I, I don't know if you remember this when we walked it off on you guys in 2021 in Game Two. That was Corey Seager's fault. He mishandled yeah. that ground ball. That was no, Jackson's I know. Fault. But I, my lead-in was that it got to the point with Kenley that Game Six World Series 2020, they bring in Julio Rios to close it out, not Kenley. Not Kenley. And like Kenley been the closer for seven years at that point that's the point it had gotten to well, because well, i think his, i think also also ability to close yeah well also julio urias was doing really good that postseason no, for so sure. i think it was fitting that he you know just you know but it's it's not it wasn't only the dodgers that done that chris sale closed out in 2018 yeah um charlie morton closed out seven charlie morton closed out in 2017 so charlie, oh, i know that because well, well, 2019 was the closer but yeah like <laughs> um Teams aren't afraid to throw. Madison Bumgarner closed yeah. down in 2014. It, it's it's not like a Unlikely. uncommon theme, you know, for to have a starter close out, you know, a World Series. I think that's I think that's honestly a great. We have thing to pull to out do. all the stops during the World Series. Yeah, for sure. but usually if you got a guy, that guy will close it out because when the, the Yankees were running World Series, nobody else else out there would but Mariano Rivera, and he blew some. <laughs> so yeah, no, I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So that's just, that's all. That's I'm not. And I, I loved Kenley. I didn't hate on Kenley like the other fans did. Truthfully, well, but like at the end of the Gerardo on it. At the end of the, I was so upset. At the end of the at the end of the day, like I, you cannot deny that well, he lost some games, but he also won some big games. You remember when McManus closed that game one on on Friday, right? Yeah. So same thing. We always have a closer. Yeah, that's um, like <laughs> My man brought in an MLB talk. Right? They called the Fullerton College closer, and not even gave him a first name. This <laughs> is the last name. Like we're supposed McManus, to know who that is. Bro. Nathan McManus. Nathan McManus. I you were talking about the Dodgers. Yeah, no, it, went, it went sideways. But actually, I do want to ask about the Dodgers before we move on. And I wanted to ask Gerardo. Um, sure. Their Dodgers are scorching hot. Yeah. Um, do you think their dominance right now is sustainable? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, Why is that? they're and not only that, they're only going to get better. 
Everybody's hating. Everybody's hating. sitting right next to me. He's just like giggling like a little schoolgirl. We'll see what happens in the okay. rest of the season, no, man. It's, I don't it's, think so, it's sustainable because they're only get they're playing well. They're playing as a team. They're united. They're only gonna get better. Um, they swept the Madres. And who are they? Do you know? Quinn, just uh, who are they playing next? The, the who? The, the San Diego the San Diego Madres. Jeez, they're playing mm. the Twins this week. Minnesota. So I think we're definitely going to see the Dodgers in the postseason. We're definitely going to see them in October. We're definitely going to see them. <sighs> Fingers crossed. We're going to see them in the, the finals. I like how it only took him 41 games to switch his thing where he's saying the Dodgers aren't being in the postseason after he said that the Padres were going to win the <laughs> NLS. It only took him 41 games. <laughs> yeah. Mr. <laughs> Flip-Flop. So – I, I don't. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I didn't I, necessarily I, say that the Dodgers weren't going to make it either. I just. No, I did. I, I agree. I said they were going to make playoffs I as a wild card. As a wild card. I don't. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to I tell. I still think. There's still 120 more games to go. There's a plenty. That's, yes. There's a lot of games left. The way the Padres look. And again, there's still time. Mm-hmm. I think we have a better shot at winning the division than I thought. I still don't think we're the team to beat in the National League, though. I think it's still us. Well, mm. the Braves. Mm. Well, who? I think we're sleeping on the Phillies. They they got They're so much talent. Stinks. Their pitching stinks though. It's again, and they lost some bullpen arms. Bullpen is it? I mean, that's a lot of issues for a lot of people. Bullpen bullpen is what really matters in the postseason. Right. And if your bullpen doesn't deliver, then you know you're not going to succeed. And I think the American League is better overall. Yeah, I just I I think the Braves are the team to beat still. Um, we're we're gonna pick it up. Trust me, we're, we'll pick it up. We'll we'll be. I think we'll be the number one seed. The Dodgers, though, I just yeah, like you said, I don't think they can sustain it, but I do think they have a fair shot. I just of the reason I say we can't sustain it is not that I agree with what you're saying, but we have zero depth and we're healthy right now. As soon as you know baseball, it's 162 games. They start to fall, then there's no one coming back up to back those guys up. Then we're gonna. Get you trouble. want them to be sustainable throughout the whole season? That's really that's, that's not a lot. Yeah, but that's really not. You can always rely on Freddie. Like he'll be there. Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about Freeman. I'm talking about in general, like the pitching. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of depth in the pitching. There's Kershaw, not a lot. he always Kersh- seems to break down. He's older, yeah, you know, well. and like Gonsolin's still kind of shaky coming back. And he pitched good the other night, but can't yeah, but tell me a team that's been mm-hmm. able to do that throughout. Dodgers, Dodgers usually have been very good. At, well, not again. Everybody's gonna get hurt. It's just who has the most depth. Like the Braves have a ton of depth. When you say depth, what do you mean? Guys oh. off the bench, guys in AAA that are ready now. We actually just, yeah, we actually just lost Kyle Wright to the IL for 60 days. Yeah. And Freed's going to be out for a little while. But once we get those guys back, we'll be. Yeah. We'll the be Dodgers set. don't have a lot in the wings. They're only relying on. Who's there? Like they right well, what basically what he's saying is the Braves can afford to lose two oh, of right, our starters. <laughs> the Dodgers, not so much. Okay. Yeah. So. Are you afraid of that? I'm afraid of it. As a Dodger fan? I'm afraid of it. But as long as we. Ex- if we play the way we're playing, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, until we get hurt. Until then we don't yeah, have and then as long as it's not somebody who's bad injuries, for us. that's all. That's all it is. I mean, we gotta I don't protect Mookie Betts. He's been freaking amazing. Yeah, this season. That's what I'm saying. So you gotta protect. That's when you said sustain. That's the only. That's the first and only thing that I thought of was Mookie Betts. He's, he's, as long yeah, as him and Freddie are in there, we're gonna be fine. But let's hope. It's asking. Yeah, Mookie hasn't played a full season in a long time. Yeah. So let's move out of the MLB. I'm glad you guys all got to share a little bit about your uh, teams. And we'll move forward to our debate topic again. This one's a little more serious. John Morant is again in major trouble after another video of him flashing a gun surfaced online Saturday night. Uh, since then, um, as we record here on Monday afternoon, he has been sus- suspended from all team activity by the Memphis Grizzlies 
as they await the NBA's ongoing investigation. This is the second video of the sort to come out in about two months from the Grizzlies star. He was suspended for eight games for flashing a handgun while allegedly intoxicated on his IG Live at a strip club in Denver, according to Tim McMahon on ESPN.com. There are also other alleged situations that have painted the All-Star in a bad light that could have occurred this past year as well. Uh, it has been reported the NBA will bring down a much more severe punishment, stemming from the fact that he essentially lied to the commissioner to his face that he would go on to the straight and narrow, even checking into a counseling program in March. As much as I love to join in on the memes and jokes towards the kid, he's exactly that. A 23-year-old not handling the spotlight well? I think Gerardo and I would probably agree, since we're the oldest ones here. Thank God we didn't have someone documenting all the stuff we were doing at 22 or 23 years old. Facts. No doubt the dude is stupid and his support system has failed him, including T. Morant, his father who can show out courtside but can't keep his son from ruining a very promising career. As a father now myself, and again, uh, Gerardo can also speak to this, I find myself feeling more compassion for Morant than most, looking at essentially a kid struggling to figure life out. Um, I always believe in like two things can be right at the same time. He has made multiple idiot decisions, absolutely idiot decisions, no doubt, but he needs to be shown empathy too. What did you think when you first saw this new Sunday morning and in the situation as a whole? Honestly, I was surprised. Um, I wasn't surprised. Well, I was surprised that he lied. Okay. You know, because he said he said that he was gonna change up, and you know, most of the time when you know if someone says like, oh, you know, I'll fix it, they don't. He's they off don't. that henny, bro. I feel like this was on IG Live, right? No. Well, no, he was just hanging with his friends in a yeah, car. Yeah. So the first one was and on the friend his tried IG to the friend tried to like sh not show it. You know, he like took it off as fast as he can, but. Maria had it like this, like, you know, yeah. in front of his face. The first one was on his IG Live. This one was on his friend's IG Live, mm -hmm. but it was clearly him in the mm -hmm. video. And I w like I said, I saw this somewhere. It was like, he's 23. He has a kid already. He's already a father. I think especially when you're a face of a franchise, you should already, you, you know, you should have some maturity. Yeah. You know, some sort of maturity. I get like the empathy and all that, but, you know, you're a star of the league, bro. Why Why should we have empathy towards him? I know. I, I didn't feel this way the first time for some reason. But just thinking about – thinking I, about I put, I put myself in his you're parents' father. shoes. You're a father. You, you, can you put yourself uh, – you were about to say it, but can you put yourself in his dad's shoes? How disappointed would you be that you're – first of all, you're, you're an overpaid celebrity athlete. And you're hanging out with people that have uh, brandished guns on their IG live. That's why I think there should be, which I don't hear, is enough hate towards his crew and towards yeah, towards who team. he hangs out with. And his because dad, his dad's just sitting courtside drinking, hanging out with other celebrities. Like, as get, a father, get, bro, get come in on. his ear and get him out of there. Yeah, like you're his dad. Yeah, I'm a father myself. Yeah. I would be I disappointed if my son was doing stuff like that. Why, would you do something to fix it? I've, absolutely, la chancla. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is what happens when somebody uh, who has grew up with probably reduced resources. I don't know his story, but he I can't. Well, well, he well, wasn't he wasn't wealthy, wealthy but comfortable. Yeah, comfortable, comfortable, stable. Let's just say stable. But now he's a okay. millionaire. You know, now right. he's rich. You know, he's gotten a lot of money. Years, Twenty years old with a boatload of money. He's he, he's a kid, you know, and he has millions already. You know, he cannot. He's not a kid. Not legally, he's not a kid, but like he's yeah. young. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, I'm agree with you. Here's my thing. He's already been in the league. This is his fourth year. He just finished. 23. He has a kid. You know, the way he was. This is where most of it's coming from. He grew up in the suburbs. He went to an okay school. No criminal record. Why do you have a gun? He's not a gangster. That's that's the that's he's the whole perception that's going that around lifestyle. in the media. Yeah. Is he's trying to yeah. he's trying to be the first NBA player 
to go into the hood ah, instead of yeah that's the whole perception of the media saying first take you know uh, I heard Skip, Skip and Bayless, Shannon yeah, heard, heard saying that. like he's trying to be this wannabe you're not thug, from the and hood. he's not. You're not a gangster. Not. You're not a thug. And I think you also know? part of the reason why he's getting all this hate for doing this is because he's a showboat on the court. Yeah, is he really talks yes. smack? Talks a lot. Talks a lot of again, smack. Does again, dancing. This was hard for me to like go through this monologue because. I do not like him <laughs> as a player. Like mm-hmm. his is he li- good at least? No, he's very good. Okay. He's very good. But like he just averaged like twenty seven. Yeah, the the Lakers and him were getting into it all. So of course I wasn't a fan. But then I sat back and thought, and I listened to like ESPN Radio this morning, and Fox Sports Radio, watched First Take, watched all the all the shows that I usually watch and stuff, and just it was just negative, 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 negative. But it was all him, which he deserves. Like I said, two things he right at the same time. He has to be held a little bit accountable for this. But I hear nothing for his family and for the people in his crew. So you're saying that his family is letting him down, but they should also be addressed in the media. Yes. Really? Yeah. It's the way his, his dad wants to be so seen. Oh well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if his dad's already a clout chaser, then absolutely he should be addressed in the media. He's not. Um, as a father myself, I would have already put my foot up his ass because yeah, he, that's what he needs. Yeah. Because you're not only Representing the you're like he, Quinn said the he's team. the face of the uh, the team. Bro, he has he has a shoe deal with Nike. Nike, wow. Nike, oh, he's about to knock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nike essentially cut Kyrie. Yeah, yeah that's a whole that's a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. like cut yes. Kyrie off to sign Morant. You know. Yeah. I what I would do if I was his dad is I would sit down and talk to him and tell him hey you want to blow all this away because of. You know, the people, yeah, the people that you hang out, you gotta, you gotta watch the company you keep, you know? And he said, and he said his dad was his number one hater. He said that? (laughs) Essentially on the court, like saying like, oh, you scored 27. Oh, scored 40 next time. Like that kind of thing. So why doesn't his dad apply that to real life? Not just on the basketball court, real life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's, I think he's made, like I said, two things. I live off that a lot. Two things can be, which we, for some reason, can't like apparently that can't happen two things can be right at the same time he is a bonehead and he's made some stupid decisions he should pay for them like do you le- think learning learning like a suspension or whatever that comes with but we have to like he needs help clearly but you don't think it's a fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me situation because it's done it twice and it's the same thing i kind of get what you're saying there but i still don't think we need to jump to like cancel him and he shouldn't be in the league anymore right now I think he needs let's make him an example let's not only do we do not only do we find him send him to rehab or some type of facility right for help that's what he said he was gonna do who did Morant after the first time he said that he was gonna go to rehab he literally said I'm going counseling in March because he has like a drinking problem too all right anything is possible baby (laughs) I'm just saying look watch the company you keep that's the Right. I'm trying to get at. Yeah, watch the company you keep. There's no reason you should be hanging out with all these thugs and whatever. Also, make sure you have a strong foundation. Your dad, your mom, your sisters, your cousins, your baby mamas, whatever. You know, make sure that they're 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 at the end of the day, they're here. F- they're here for longevity. Yes. Right. Twenty years in the league, retired, live like Shaq, live like you know, LeBron's gonna live off. Mm-hmm. And don't do anything to jeopardize your your future, your kid's future. That's what he's doing right this now. This is generational wealth. He's missing out on. You know? This is dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, it's, it's not a good decision. Just because he wants to be, you know, be something be he's not. Yeah, just why? You know, there's no point. Yeah. There's no point. And, yeah, the, the first step that he's going to have to take 
obviously look himself in the mirror. Yeah, what does he really want? Mm-hmm. And then he's gonna have to cut off some friends. That's just how it's supposed to he be. He has to. I mean, life is. They've all done it. I mean, every every yeah. star athlete's had to do it. Yep. That's at a certain point. Every person. Too, yeah, you can too said Everybody's yeah. done it. Yeah, buddy. You know, in a professional world. Not every. You don't have the friends that you had in high school. That like you know. That doesn't. Yeah. If you want to go, sometimes we go want to go somewhere. They're not there. Yeah. So, again, I just felt like a little compassion for him. But I was conflicted. I don't know. I was like in between. I'm like probably the worst take you could have. I was on the fence. Like I was. I I, I see what you're saying, but I I think when I saw that live, um, <laughs> there was really no need for it because like, you know, just the way he was acting on that live. It's not you know it. He he had it, and when the friend panned to him, you could mm-hmm. see it. You know. Yeah. I think it was just the way he's acting. That's more of why also. People are giving all giving him all this negativity. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with Jaw. Um, it'll be very interesting. The NBA is not going to be in a rush to make a decision because they're out of the playoffs. So there's nothing to like suspend him for. Suspensions for next season, but he's going to get suspended for sure. Um, and then last little topic that we didn't intro, mini topic here for you guys. I want the table to think of their favorite moment from this podcast. This is our last episode for the semester. We've recorded seven of these bad boys. Um, it can be a discussion we've had on air, a topic, or anything that we've talked about, really. Um, each person can share, and I'm going to start with Pedro. Pedro, what was your favorite moment of being on this podcast? Well, I'm going to go a little bit broad with this. I think that just the pleasure that I had to be here with you guys, just sharing about sports, sharing, sharing our knowledge, you know, and just having a good time with each one of you was the greatest thing about this podcast, you know. Uh, if you ask me to name in a specific uh nice moment or like funny moment that we had over here i mean we had so many there's literally <laughs> uh nothing that comes to my mind out of uh, out of like everything you know but i mean just thank you you know for for granting me this opportunity jake thank you everybody for you know being part and uh you know we had a great time here i agree thank you yeah, um quinn what about you what's your favorite you know a little bit of what pedro said you know just being here and every week and doing an episode, talking sports, you know, doing what I love. Um, and just probably, like, talking about NBA playoffs, you know, always disagreeing with Gerardo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's and that's nothing against him. That's that just, you Makes know, the show, baby. Yeah, you know. So we're so yeah, big in Ireland. It's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> we always have conflicting opinions. And then I think the Title Nine that was yeah. a really great discussion that yeah. we had. You know, that was one of the best topics that we had. Yeah, really um, important to talk about it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I agree. Um, thank you. And then Sarah, I'm gonna throw you on the fire a little bit. I know we gave you a mic about week three or four, because um, I realized the first time, the first week that we wanted you to talk, you didn't have the mic was super far away, so I had to put one in front of you. So Sarah, what was your favorite moment of being the producer of the Around the Hornet podcast? Now being streamed in twelve different countries. That is okay for one the 12 different countries is crazy (laughs) especially since like most of the stuff we talk about is like nba and you know mlb you know Uh and um honestly like there isn't a favorite moment it's honestly just like me getting to know sports a little bit because i don't know if you guys can tell already by (laughs) you know episode seven but i'm not the biggest like sports person i know right (laughs) I know it's like a really big shocker, but you know, I thought it was like really interesting to hear you guys talk about it because it made me learn about it. 
you know, and that's what I really liked about it. You know, the only time I really contributed was NFL. <laughs> your, your favorite. <laughs> yeah, because that was what I grew up on, of course. But I thought it was just really interesting to hear about all of you guys and like what you guys love. We, appre- we appreciate all the hard work you do for us here on the show. Um, and then Gerardo, I'm going to leave with you here. Favorite moment of the podcast. I think I know where it's going to go. Ah, uh, you're going to be wrong. I promise you. Okay. Um, favorite, effort, of course, just hanging out with some of the best people that I've ever hung out with, uh, being everybody in the room right now, um, discussing sports because I, I, I really enjoy sports. Um, favorite part, I think the first episode, episode one, I, I'm not going to lie, but it was like the funnest one for me. Mm-hmm. The first episode that we did. Um, also, there's been a lot of uh, Gerardo quotables <laughs> yes. In, in, yes. In, in the podcast. And here's another one for you. Um, the only reason that we're uh, big in Ireland is because of the MMA podcast that we have. <laughs> with my, uh, MMA is huge there in Ireland, and I'm taking full credit for that. So Soccer, enough. too. Yeah. Uh, soccer. Yeah. Yeah. soccer. And potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're just saying random stuff, right? <laughs> And uh, thank you too for for being <laughs> on, uh, man. Uh, first again to, to echo what everybody's been saying. It's been really fun to talk to everybody and get this going again. This has been a dream of mine personally, selfishly. I've missed being on a podcast. It's been about three years since I've recorded one, and I really do enjoy being with you guys' company and making these plans, writing these scripts. Uh, my favorite memory is probably personally is my Title Nine monologue. Um, was a lot of passion behind it, a lot of hard work that we all did on that story for the Hornet. Um, and then my favorite discussion um, in general was covering the Lakers in the postseason from where we started the podcast, where they were scratching and clawing to get in, to where we're at sitting today, where they're going to start the West Conference Finals Tuesday. That is true, by the way. So kind of crazy how we've covered that much time in yep. seven, seven weeks. Yep. So, again, thank you guys. Uh, that will about do it for the final episode of this version of the Around the Hornet podcast. Please stay in touch with the team by following us on both Instagram and Twitter at FC Hornet. I will also be adding the major members Instagram handles in this episode's description so you can see how they progress on their journalism journeys as well as you can now call them out on their hot takes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find all Around the Hornet content forever on FCHornetMedia.com, Spotify, or anywhere you normally listen to podcasts. If you've enjoyed this show, put some pressure on Quincy Cisneros to bring it back next semester as he will now be the sports desk editor. Yeah. Congratulations, brother. Uh, Thank you, the audience, for your listenership. I say this with all sincerity. I think I can speak for the table when I say that we genuinely appreciate the love we've received. With roughly 775 downloads at the time of recording in 12 different countries over seven weeks, Uh, these statistics have been humbling and made us very, very proud as a staff. Uh, Thank you once again, and we feel honored. So, one last time with this crew, for Quinn, Pedro, Sarah, and Gerardo, this has been your host, Jake Rhodes, and we are signing off.